0: Welcome to the PFC Gamer Lore Diver podcast series where every week I dive into the lore of some of the most popular game worlds in tabletop roleplaying and video games. Remember to follow this podcast and that you can support PFC Gamer directly through coffee or my Patreon. This week we dive into the lore of the Tarami of the Forgotten Realms. Now, as usual, before we begin, please remember all of this lore is old lore, therefore it is not canon until it appears in a 5th edition product, and can only be considered canon at your table if you want it to be. So be warned. Now let's get into it. The Tarami are often a forgotten people in the Forgotten Realms. They're kind of tucked away up in the Vilhan Reach area. Not a lot of books cover that area. Not a lot of attention gets paid to that area. However, they are one of the most singularly interesting and like hardcore groups on the planet. And here's why. It's not just because they exist where they exist, which is in a rough area of town, uh, in terms of hazards and dangers that are going on around them. I mean, they until recently they had Chondath right there, and Chondath was not a friendly nation. They had Wemmicks, uh, down south, giant mountain range with a whole bunch of. Bad action going on on the other side of it. Some less than hospitable people down in Hlandeth where there was like snake cults taking over. Like it was a city where the Yuan-Ti were like openly in charge more or less. And yet there's the Tarami. How did they survive? How did Termish make it through all of that? Well, the answer is, is that the people of Termish have survived everything that the Forgotten Realms has had to throw against them to the point where they are the successor state the direct successor state, to not one, but two fallen empires from the deep, deep history, like the deepest of antiquity of the Forgotten Realms of Faerun, period. And how do we find all this out? Well, we have to hit the lore. So the first appearance of the Tarami comes to us in the Old Empires book. Uh, The Old Empires book is in 2nd edition, and it is a book detailing the empires of... Mul- uh, Mulhorand, there we go, Chisenta and Unther. And Mulhorand, the one that I have the hardest time pronouncing properly, that's the one that we need to pay attention to because this is where the Trami are first mentioned. Now, the Trami are black people in the Forgotten Realms. Uh, They're one of the many black populations of the place. They're one of the few indigenous uh, populations of the place as well. They didn't come from another dimension or get warped in from space or any of the other various ways that humans have arrived onto Ferron and this book lays out something interesting in that at least in second edition they were a part of the Mulhorandi empire that weren't slaves in fact they were considered a middle class there they were artists artisans and priests most notably which is very unusual because Malhorand is a fairly xenophobic place where if you're not Mulhorandi, you're you're in a bad way that's where they first appear and it's not the most auspicious beginning, but it's a beginning. And the next place that we can find information on them is in the second edition book, which is the Vilhan Reach. The Vilhan Reach itself is a fascinating region. Uh, lots of stuff going on there in terms of history. And it's where Termish is. Uh, Termish and Ch- Chondath, until Chondath got wiped off the map in fourth edition and then never recovered into fifth. We're the only real powers in town, uh, as far as like human-controlled uh, areas. And the Trami were... Sort of like a merchant group there's some elf influence there's some dwarves there's a whole bunch of stuff going on but not a lot of stuff gets laid out there is information it does talk about termish quite a bit it gives you a map and all that sort of thing uh you will not see a single person with a with dark-skinned identifiers in any of the art which is a very second edition thing but that's where it's at and it could have stayed there but it didn't because when third edition came along things got wild because third edition is where their actual history gets laid out much 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 more in detail although not directly Uh, like a lot of the stuff that I found when researching lore in the forgotten realms it's not so much about your ability to find information that directly pertains to what you're looking for it's combing through related materials and finding snippets and bits and pieces that paint the larger picture and wow does third edition do that for the tarami So, 3rd edition bumps the Tarami's history all the way back to link up with the Empire of Amaskar. Now, the Amaskari, they do still exist. There's like Deep Amaskar in 4th edition. They came back to the surface. It was a whole thing. A lot of what, in my opinion, was some bad world-building decisions went into bringing them back, and then how they got rid of them. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that... Imaskar reaches all the way back to approximately 10,000 years before the modern day. Like, that was its founding. Very shortly after that, the peoples of Emiskar ran into the Tarami. And it doesn't specify what happened or how it happened, but instead of conquering and enslaving the Tarami, which had been the fate of other populations encountered around the Alambar Sea, instead they were absorbed. Like, they were brought into the Empire, where they lived. And this is very unusual, because the Amiskari were all about that slaving life. I mean, they literally kidnapped humans from a real-world fantasy Earth. Like, that's a whole other thing we should talk about later, um, to do with Unther and Mulhorand. But they were willing to go to those lengths to get slaves, and were not willing to try to enslave the Tarami which should give you some indicator about what the Trami were all about now the Trami managed to survive everything that goes down with uh right up until like minus two thousand four hundred and eighty-eight and that was when the Empire of Amiskar fell. And how it fell was pretty straightforward. The great overgod Eo heard the calls of the Sumerian and Egyptian gods who were trying to like get to their followers that the Amiskari had kidnapped and then set up a magical barrier that prevented god- their gods from like finding them and getting to them. Uh, he lifts it partially to allow them to create basically living avatars. There's a whole civil war. The Emiskari, who survive or driven underground, and the Tarami fight in what I I would describe as being a brutal um, rearguard action against what I would describe as being not only numerically overwhelming, but also like magically overwhelming opponents. And they are actually able to fight and fall back in good order to the point that a significant population of refugees of them Not only made it to the Methwood, uh, which is a name that will never not make me laugh, but also managed to make it to Jamdath. And Jamdath is the second empire that they were a part of. Now, Jamdath is unique because it was a psionic empire in the Forgotten Realms, So they were all about psychic powers. They had a bunch of crystal sword cities, and, and suddenly they had this huge population of Tarami show up, who were fleeing the Unthrites, uh, who were the more violent of the two factions of uh, former slaves of the Emiskar. And they said, sure, we'll let you live here. Have this place called Granite Gates. Or, correction, granite grates, because uh, that's what went on the map, Greats, Anyways, so they get put up into what's essentially land that the Jamdath Empire isn't interested in. And they exist there. Uh, they're a part of the Empire. They're doing their own thing, living their lives, paying their taxes, setting up their cities, all that sort of thing. And everything's going great right up until... Minus 255 DR uh, when basically Jamdath has stepped on the wrong toes too many times. Their enemies summon a tidal wave and send it down what at the time was like a very small estuary. Which is now the Vilhan Reach and they drown everything. So just a pro tip for those of you who are planning to DM any games in that region... The Vilhan Reach is full of psychic ghosts and horrifying psychic phenomena, so uh, have at it. Anyways, so that's the second empire they are heirs to. So they were part of the Amaskar Empire, they're part of the Jamdath Empire, and from there they fight all sorts of opponents. Uh, They fight Chondath on multiple occasions, they fight against elves, they fight against dwarves, they fight and get conquered by a dragon. All this is being spelled out in 3rd edition, and the best source for their more recent history in 3rd edition comes from the Grand History of the Realms book, which takes you right from minus 247 DR up to what was at that point the modern era, which was about 1370, and it's pretty straightforward. A lot of wild things happen, but they established themselves. Well, I guess reestablished themselves. And their first real leader, according to this at least, was a guy named Dempster. Which is a really unfortunate name because I'm not sure about my listeners, but in Canada, Dempster is a brand of bread and not usually a first name from there they become a major naval power they do all sorts of stuff uh get into fights with druids a lot of nasty fights against uh the druid enclaves and finally you know there's some stuff with malar and bad times but that's where it all goes through third edition fourth edition things fall apart again as they want to because fourth edition broke the world and not only did 4th edition break the world, but it uh, tended to hit places where the people are of color a little bit harder than other places. The end result was that Turmish was turned into a landlocked state that was a failed state where everybody was paranoid and awful. And, you know, it was just, it was a place you didn't go. Um, like, they made it as awful as they possibly could. But to their credit, they were also the first edition that actually showed, like, Trami as being as described in the books, uh, that being black. So I guess 4th edition did do something for them at least. Now finally, 5th edition, uh, the water's back, they're no longer landlocked, everything's being rebuilt, and there hasn't really been a lot of details about them since. Which takes us to the next part, ideas. What can So what can we do with the Tarami? Well, the answer is quite a lot. Uh, the Tarami were famous for their mercenaries prior to uh, the whole Spell Plague thing and birth- Sundering and Breaking of the Earth. And there's no reason to assume they wouldn't be, wouldn't be becoming famous for their mercenaries again. After all, people need mercenaries, people gotta fight. And there's all sorts of conflicts going on around them. Uh, for example, the unthrites are currently waging war against Time Tymanther Time Anther being the Dragonborn enclave that remained behind because apparently the Unthrites didn't want to let them go. Again, whole other podcast on that one. Anyways, so Time Anther probably going to be hiring the, uh, the Tarami of Termish and they are probably going to be down for it because they really do not like the Anthurites, uh, for deep historical reasons, mostly because the Anthurites, uh weren't satisfied just seizing land that was controlled by the Emiskari. They also went into like the traditional lands of the Tarami at the time. Another uh, thing to do with them is lean into some of their trade aspects. The Trami were famous for trading and not just trading, but like being fair traders, which was a huge problem uh, for a lot of their uh, trading competition in the area. So places like Sembia and the other big trading houses uh, like Cormier trading houses, trading nations, uh, Cormier, everything on the Dragon Coast pretty much. They're going to be like, oh man, like Terminus is back. What are we going to do? Outside that, it's really like sort of like your own imagination. There's a lot of stuff in the books that's happening around them. Uh, there's like, volcanoes, haunted forests. As I mentioned, like all the psychic nonsense that's left over underneath the Vilhan Reach itself, and of course, there's the Mascar connections as well because they got along well with the Mascar in the in, in deep antiquity. Like they were they were friends. And I don't see a reason why in 4th edition that Link wasn't re-established. It wasn't. But in your game, you may want to establish that. So you may have a population of Imaskari refugees now living there. Because, you know, they had to flee from flee somewhere when, uh, you know, the god kings of Malhorand reappeared and started doing their thing. And nobody wanted to be around the Unthrights when they started doing their thing. So yeah there may be an instance of you know, a large number of Iaskari there continuing to live their lives and you know trying to be part of the realms and I think that about sums up what's going on with them the only the only recommendation I have on personal side is that uh, there's some stuff in the second edition about them having like spiky minaret deals on all their armor don't do that please don't do that don't 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 be that person who puts things like that onto people that's not cool and yeah. I think that, uh, that sums up this one. So this has been a brief look at some of the lore for the Tarami of the Forgotten Realms. Thank you very much for listening if you still are. I hope you enjoyed this week's content. And don't forget to check out the PSGamer website. Follow Gamer on social media. And I need to send out a huge sh- shout out to my Patreon and coffee supporters for making this all possible.